This true first-person story was recorded in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. If you want to learn how to tell your best story, sign up on our Hong Kong Stories Meetup page, follow us on Facebook, or go to hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Bespoke suit. Tailored shirt. Hermes tie. Loke brogues, impeccably dressed, dripping with success. My father was proud to work in Sydney's financial district. But as the owner of a Chinese takeaway, the only thing that he dripped was sweat. The contrast between t-shirt and suit, apron and tie, gumboots and brogues could not have been starker. But as a teenager, my father decided to trade seven-day graft for weekends off and city status. And while he did that, one thing remained exactly the same, the cavern of complaints, the kitchen. Too busy, and the chefs complained. Too quiet, and chefs complained. Too hot, naturally. Chefs complained, and too cold? Well, it never got cold in the kitchen, and if you couldn't stand the heat, you got out of there. And get out, I did, to the air-conditioned comfort of the Sydney Stock Exchange, where the frantic open outcrying of buy, 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 and sell, 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 appeared pretty cool when compared to the kitchen. Indeed, I'd found my solace, inspired by what I'd seen and what I heard, at the age of 14, I was ready to make my first trade. Now, it would seem that when Sun Tzu suggested that in war you keep friends close and your enemies even closer, he may well have referred to the jousting between share traders because seemingly every one of them was housed under one roof, number 20, Bond Street. And I visited them all. I was nurtured by the small. I was embarrassed by the large. I stumbled at reception, I fumbled at meetings. An industry known more for commission than compassion, a $1,000 investment bought me very, very little empathy. But I did get contacts. And the more I saw, the more I read, the more I realized I wanted more. One year later, I was ready, ready to apply for my first job, a summer job, a shortcut to financial success. Now, the decision was actually made on a whim. It was 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. By 5 o'clock, offices would have been deserted as workers headed off for the weekend. The past experience had served me well. Don't mumble. Don't stumble. Stand out, not back. Be proud. Be confident. If all else fails, look forlorn and beg. Name, Francis. Surname? Oh, sorry, Chung. CV. Sorry, what's a CV? No, no CV. Experience? None, but I bought chairs. You may recall I visited you last year. No. Well, you might know my father. He owns the Chinese takeaway. No. No, no, and more no's. Rejection after rejection. On that particular day, for some reason, the small ones that nurtured, the large ones that embarrassed. 
they had a common bond, a togetherness against me, the little guy. <laughs> Desperation rising. Clock ticking. Now, I didn't have any resources, but I was resourceful. And I had a cunning plan. As five o'clock was approaching, the wait for the elevator was getting longer. I needed to bypass that elevator. And the cunning plan was, yes, take the stairwell, use the stairs. Immediately reinvigorated, I run through the corridor. The last rejection was now mentally and literally behind me. I turn the corner, I rotate the handle and restart the race against the clock. Thud! An unusually heavy echo trembles down the stairwell. Seemingly, unlike in Hong Kong, Australians take their fire standards very seriously. Fire doors lock. And I'm now in a panic. Should I go up? Should I go down? Should I stay? Should I wait? Finally, a cool head prevails. And I decide to walk down slowly. As I descend, I hear murmurs. Murmurs that soon become a cacophony. And immediately, the baton passes from panic to relief as finally my distressed door knocks are finally heard. And as the door opens, I'm actually cheered on by chortles and chuckles. My head's bowed. I part the crowd. And I walk into a random office, a temporary shelter, a typhoon, humiliation. Your father owns the uh, takeaway Chinese across the road, right? And you were here recently to inquire about shares. Suddenly, surprise supplants embarrassment, and optimistically, I start surveying the office before realizing this was one of those large ones. But remember, if all else fails, look at the lawn and just. Beg. Sorry, Francis, we don't have any openings here. But if you, but, but, but is not a no. But if you take this note and see Mr. Heron, tell him Kathy sent you. Now, time had beaten me, but I wasn't beaten. I grabbed the note, bypassed the stairwell and restart my race against the clock, this time to see Mr. Heron, who, as it turns out, is a phlegmatic man, a man of very few words, who no less as takes the note, opens the envelope, reads, and simply nods approvingly before asking me to start in the new year. In the end, my first job application was simply that simple. First salary, $110. The total value of the locked door, a random act of kindness, and a mysterious letter, priceless. And the letter, what did the letter actually say? I don't know. I never found out. And it didn't matter. All that mattered was it got me out of the kitchen, 
where I am today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this story, brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more, visit us on hongkongstories.com. Everyone has a story to tell.